You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Good day, Bruce. How are you? How's it alive? Good day. Yourself? Well, uh, today I decided I was going to do some fact checking, and I thought, okay, let's go back just a little ways. Let's go back maybe six months. Let's see what we got. Let's let's go back. Let's look at the mainstream media, shall we? What were they saying six months ago? Now, mind you, all these European economies simultaneously locked down just a couple of days before the U.S. election. Man, November 1st. Election was on the 3rd. Well, in order for them to do their dirt, no one could be out in the middle of anywhere looking at all the information, talking to other people or anything like that. So we had to lock everybody down and we had to force feed them a monopolization of perception. So what were they saying about 10 days prior to that lockdown? This is out of Reuters. Anybody can go and look this up. I just typed into a search engine. Uh, what I t- uh, Reuters, fact check, world leaders, second wave. Anybody can type that into a search engine and you'll get the same result. It was maybe the second or third one down. And it says here, now, mind you, October 21st, 2020, fact check, world leaders are not encouraging a second wave of coronavirus to push a global vaccination strategy. Okay. Nor... No, I was, I was a yeah, bit concerned that they yeah, were, that's, that's, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's good to know. And of course, now you're on the third wave. Nor are an IMF, which is the International Monetary Fund, which is a major world bank, uh, nor is an IMF-backed program going to steal everything you own, which means they're going to steal everything you own. That's what it is. That's the Great Reset. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. And those of you that do own things, well, that's just not the way that the new world's going to be. So uh, let me see. Were they correct or were they incorrect about that fact check? Well, I think we know the answer to that now, don't we? We all kind of know that. Of course, vaccine passports. No, there were no plans for those. No, that was that was all a conspiracy theory. No, that. And of course, the European Union, they had to act and they had to act fast and they didn't have enough time to debate it. They, they couldn't debate it because big tech was going to swoop in and do it. And then, of course, the next day, that was all a lie, but they rammed it through anyway. It was something like uh, the, the, the world leaders or the European leaders got together on a Zoom call and decided that they must do it uh, for the protection of everybody. Really? Really? Well, that's all a conspiracy theory, huh? It's all a conspiracy that doesn't exist. Now you're going to get one of these uh, these little, you know, uh, passports from the government to go on a holiday. Isn't that what they say? Yeah, you're going to get one of these things to go on a holiday. Mm-hmm. Well, the UK has decided that, well, now that, that passport that you're going to get, you're going to go out and you're going to get whacked up with one of these things. That passport's going to come with a set of stipulations. Oh, no, no, it's not going to be just you get one and then you can go wherever you want. No, no, you can't do that. And of course, when you get there, you're still going to have to mask and social distance and, and everything else, even though you've been vaccinated. The UK will release the digital vaccine passport, which was a conspiracy theory. They're going to release that. And they're also, now this is just for your safety. They're also going to release something called a green list of travel destinations uh, next month. So as long as you pick a destination that's on the list that they provide, you're fine. You're fine. And of course, like I said, you're still going to have to follow the things. Like if you want to go down to the Costa del Sol, like I said yesterday, you're going to have to, if that's indeed a green place, if that if that's not on the green list, you're not going to be allowed to go there. And you're going to have to lay on the beach and, and wear a mask and swim in the ocean wearing a mask. And I'm sure that they'll have little social distancing circles on the beach so that you can't get near other people. That, that would be my guess. I, I saw somebody posted a video the other day. It was a, a woman who was laying on the beach down there and she took her mask off, had the tan lines all around outlined from a mask. That's the world you want to live in, huh? That's the world you want to live in? Well, no, but you know. Yeah, that's the world they're going to create for you. You know, I remember saying 10 years ago, I said, if you don't stand up and take control of your own life, there's someone happily waiting in the wings to do it for you. How do you like it? How do you like it? Someone else is taking control of your life because you won't stand up and do it. How do you like it? Do you like it? Are you enjoying it? Okay, so back to six months ago. Articles shared on social media have falsely claimed. Now, now mind you, this is 
This is October 21st, 2020. World leaders are not encouraging a second wave of coronavirus to push a global vaccine strategy. Okay, so let's read what that fact check entailed, shall we? Articles shared on social media have falsely claimed world leaders are planning to use the economic downturn caused by the new coronavirus to push for a global vaccination strategy and turn countries into totalitarian states. Now, mind you, a fact check. This was all this was all deemed by the mainstream media to be false. Were they right or were they not? I'm just asking a question. There was an article that was posted on an Australian blog site that describes itself as a non-mainstream media independent of any government control, and it claims that leaders in Australia, Britain, Canada, and the United States are pushing for another wave of coronavirus infections to, to introduce global vaccinations and to steal assets from citizens. Well, again, that's what the Great Reset's all about. You'll own nothing, and you'll be happy about it. Now, it says here, according to the alleged posts, which is said to have been sent by an unnamed member of the Liberal Party of Canada, Members of a strategic planning committee have been told of a scheme that involves the International Monetary Fund, which, like I said, world banking establishment, well known, would be giving cash to Canada to eliminate debt. That's what they do. They're loan sharks. That's what they do. They give you money at the national level that you have no hopes of ever paying back because the interest rate is just so damn high, you'll never be able to afford it. They get you into debt and then you become subservient to them. That's how these people work. They're called banksters for a reason. They're like loan sharks. You go to it's the same thing. If you go to a loan shark, if you go to the mob and say, uh, you know, I, I uh, uh, Tony, I, I got this. I got this thing uh, I got to take care of uh, and I'm going to need some money. OK, I'll give you the money. I'll, I'll give you the money. What do you need? You know, just tell me how much you need. And of course, you have to pay that back with interest. And if you don't pay that back, well, then you're going to be doing some things that you don't want to be doing. These people operate the same way. They just do it behind the cover of immunity, diplomatic immunity. In response to eliminating this debt, Canadian citizens would agree to stipulations to guarantee unrestricted travel and living arrangements. This includes agreeing to a vaccination for COVID-19 and a secondary disease called COVID-21, while also giving up ownership of their property and assets forever. Huh. Well, coincidentally, there's something else that's floating around out there now. Not only is there COVID-19 floating out there now for a passport, right? You get a COVID-19 vaccination passport. Now there's talk of a COVID-21 vaccination passport. So I'm asking again, are these people right or are they wrong? Just a question. So the, the leaked information from the party member supposedly said this. We were told what was in that order to offset what was essentially an economic collapse on an international scale, which is what they're trying to avoid right now. Because if they don't, if they don't stave this off, that's what the lockdowns are about. If they don't stave this off, if they don't keep the economy shut so that they can channel the money, then the money's going to operate exponentially in the marketplace and they're going to lose control and you're going to see hyperinflation on an international scale and everything's going to go to hell. Everything that they have they have gained control over and have power over now is going to collapse in on itself. They will go down with it. So they cannot allow these economies to open. They have to keep that money channeled. They have to move it through corporations and, and businesses that they own and their insiders operate. Those are stakeholders, not shareholders. You're a stakeholder. You're in with the good old boys club. You're in with Schwab and company. They operate. You don't. They're essential. You're not. They get the money. You don't. You're told to be subservient. Shut up. Wear a mask. Take this vaccine. Starve to death. That's the Great Reset. So the federal government was going to offer Canadians a total debt relief. They were going to wipe out their debt, right? Which is what they're going to do now. Now they're going to swoop in because they've bankrupted everything. They've bankrupted everything. The money's gone. They've created all this, this fake fiat digital and, and paper debt over the last 12 years since 2008 that the system cannot sustain itself any longer. So now they have to go for a full-on power grab or they lose everything. They lose everything. That's what COVID's for. That's a vector to give them power. And you're giving it to them by capitulating. Now these banks will come in and say to the countries, well, you owe all this money, but if you sign over all your assets, which is how loans work, sign over all your assets, and then we'll forgive the debt, right? It's like declaring bankruptcy. But see, this is where you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. This is all in, in Schwab's theory. This is not some conspiracy theory. This is his theory, his academic theory. So this is how it works, right? And it's exactly how I just said. The federal government will offer to eliminate all personal debts, right? You notice they've been getting everybody into debt over the last two and a half decades? Oh, don't worry about it. Here's a loan. We don't care. You, you make 30000 a year? Hell, here's here's two, three mortgage loans for 600000 each. That's fine. No problem. Oh, you want a credit card? Here, have three. 
Hell, take the platinum ones. You want a car loan? Yeah, we don't care. Here you go. You want a payday loan? Here you go. They've been stacking up debt on everybody. We owe in the United States, what is it, like one and a half trillion as a populace in national debt for ourselves. Household debt is like a, a, a trillion and a half, I think. One, one and a half trillion, something like that. That includes like credit card, oh yeah, student debt. That's the other thing. Uh, mortgages, outstanding loans, uh, all that stuff. I, I think that's what we owe. It, it ranges from, on average, per household, 65000 to 140000 There you go. In that range. There you go. Okay. They will come in and they will offer to eliminate all personal debt, mortgages, loans, credit cards, et cetera. Student debt. Yeah, student loans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here's a loan for $200,000 that you won't have an economy to, uh, to get a job in any of those fields when you come out. So you're going to have to flip burgers and then, well, then you fight for 15, right? Yeah. Then you fight for 15. They'll offer to eliminate all personal debt, which all funding will be provided to Canada by the IMF under what will become known as the World Debt Reset Program. Where have we heard that before? In exchange for acceptance of this total debt forgiveness, the individual would forfeit ownership of any and all property and assets forever. Yeah, see, you'll own nothing. You'll be happy about it. They'll own everything and be offshore so you can't get to them. The individual would also have to agree to partake in the COVID-19 and COVID-21 vaccination schedule. Why? I thought it was about debt. No, see, they need to make sure that you're kept in check so you don't revolt and you don't step up. By taking part in this vaccination schedule, this would provide the individual with unrestricted travel and unrestricted living, even under a full lockdown. Well, hold on a minute. What's the point of a full lockdown? If you're saying that you still have to mask and social distance and all that, well, if all that's for, oh, wait a minute, that's for the, the unvaccinated people, right? I tell you what, look at the hospital numbers that are now stacking back up. 60% of the people, I saw the statistic this morning, 60% of the people that are going into hospitals now, legitimately, I'm not talking about the ones that have been empty over the last year, legitimately, people that are going into the hospitals now, 60% of the people on the wards are people that have had two COVID vaccinations. There's your problem. You'll be able to do all this through the use of a photo identification referred to as Canada's Health Pass. Well, now see, it's not going to be anything like a uh, like an actual passport. No. See, they need to make it more like a city pass. Yeah, like those things you just get, like buying a bus ticket, really. That's about what they need to make it like in order for you to accept it. Now, according to the message, this policy would not be restricted to Canada, but all nations will have similar roadmaps and agendas. Now, there's several other claims that have been made in this post that are outside the scope of this check. Oh, okay. Now, I'm just curious right now with all the rollouts we're seeing this. Now, mind you, this was debunked. This is what they said was completely false. Are these people right or are they not? Well, I mean, clearly what you you were talking about with that article that debunked all this, clearly this is all just a conspiracy theory. You know, that the, clearly, uh -huh. it, it, you know, they, they don't really mean what they're saying here. Right, right, right. Uh, now, secondly, the reference to the World Debt Reset Program. Now, that's misleading that they say that that's misleading. No, there, there's not going to be any of that. The World Economic Forum pitched the idea of a great reset. And of course, they're doing that in quotes. Yeah, the great reset, uh, which, of course, Klaus Schwab himself has been saying that. We've played clips here of him saying it over and over and over again. I've got world leaders, Justin Trudeau included, saying we need a reset. This is The pandemic has provided us an opportunity for a reset. They're all wearing pins on their lapels that say the Great Reset. Klaus Schwab wrote a book called COVID-19 and the Great Reset. Is that a conspiracy theory? Is all of that a conspiracy theory? So he pitches the idea of a Great Reset on capitalism in June after noting that the pandemic was increasing inequality. It encourages three components, including asking governments to improve fiscal policy, implement overdue reforms, such as wealth taxes, of course, and pushing for the efforts that have boosted health sectors this year to be replicated across other sectors to bring about an industrial revolution. See, it's all about eliminating local politics, local businesses, local communities. It's all about vertically integrating and centralizing everything that they control through fraud. All of this has been brought in and ushered in through fraud that they themselves have created. The average person is just too busy. We're too busy. We're going from one entertainment thing to the next. We don't care. I've heard numbers, maybe 20 to 10 to 20 percent are the number of people you have in these societies that are probably awake. And when I say awake, I'm talking about awake to this garbage that they say doesn't exist. Perception has become reality. I said that in the very early days of when we started this podcast years ago. Perception is reality. I think it was even the first podcast we did. I said, 
We live in a world of perception. People don't believe in facts, especially now. They don't want to believe this, especially the ones that are doubling down, the ones that are out there rolling up their sleeves, making their vaccine appointments. If you bring anything to them that is 100 percent unequivocal truth, they don't want to hear it. It's too easy for them to get into the fear, get into the hysteria and double down on that belief, because that's part of the cult indoctrination process. There must be conviction, right? They have to believe there must be affirmation to that conviction, right? So everything hinges upon them buying into the fraud. If they don't buy into the fraud, well, then they wake up. If you bring it to them and if you show it to them, they don't want to hear it because it goes against what they perceive to be the truth, what they've been told. Oh, all these people are saying this everywhere that I'm looking at. Why would they lie about that? You must be the crazy one. You're the, the insane one. You're the conspiracy theorist. Oh, believe me, I get that all the time because I can actually think and people become shocked when I tell them, do you know I spend more time and I'm talking about somebody that believes all this stuff. I spend more time looking at the mainstream media than probably these people do. I don't want to, but you have to. And it's not that that I sit here and I I go around and I and I get opinions from this one and that one and this one and this other guy over here and this person over here and this woman over here. I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't I don't regurgitate talking points. That's not what we do here. These people get their talking points in the mainstream media and they run with them. If you look at the the singular message that you get across all these networks, right, left, center, I don't care. It's all the same. The formats of all of these networks are all the same. It doesn't matter which one you watch. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's ABC, CNN, CBS, uh, France 24, BBC, Sky News, NTV in Germany, or what the hell's the other one, uh, or the number one. It doesn't matter. They're all the same. The topic is introduced. You're, you're sitting there. You're watching this. The topic is introduced. The host preps the conversation. They bring on an expert. Two or three people give their opinions. There's not any discussion about actually fixing anything. Nothing. It's hollow words. It means nothing. And at the end of it, you're left with this opinion that you're given. You didn't arrive at that. You didn't think critically about how you got there. You didn't examine all possible aspects. You were given that information and you run with it. If you're a mainstream media watcher, you run with it. You take that, you add it into your own talking point that you give to someone else and that spreads to someone else. That's how they're able to pull off this, this cult of peer pressure around this thing because they're all saying the same thing. They're all saying the same oh, thing. To be fair, we, we don't do that. But No, we don't. I, I do that as a joke because it's funny. Well, yeah. Yeah, you troll people. Okay, yeah. you guys. Yeah. But my point is, is that they're all saying the same thing. The response is all the same. I've talked to people in Canada. I've talked to people in the United States. I've talked to people in the UK. I've talked to people in Germany. And guess what? The pro I've talked to pro-vaccine people in these countries. They all say the same thing when you tell them, no, you're not interested in that. They all say, well, I hope you don't get it then. They all say that. That to me means the message is being driven home the exact same way in all of these nations simultaneously. People can think for themselves. It's too much trouble for them to think for themselves. They don't want to evaluate alternatives of decisions that could possibly put them on the right track. They don't want to do that. That's too much work. They don't want to extrapolate out ideas. They don't want to make a decision because they think, well, if I make the wrong decision, well, then uh, nothing's going to work. Okay. So you follow along with what the mainstream media says, and that's going to keep you safe because they're going to steer you in the right direction. No, they're going to lead you down a road to ruin and probably death. But instead, you turn around and you think for yourself. I always say to these people, I'm thinking for myself. I I'm not listening to the opposite of what you're listening to. I wish I could find the opposite of what you're listening to. I can't find it. That's why I'm sitting here. I'm giving you the opposite of what they're listening to. And it's not even that we're trying to do the opposite of what they're listening to. It's that we're looking at the facts and the numbers and the statistics and the research, and it's all pointing to the opposite of what they're telling us. And the, the, the people that you're talking about that are pro-vaccine, this fits in with pro the, the... Stop pro-COVID vaccine. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's what we're referencing here is the COVID vaccine, not vaccines in general. They're fitting in line with the the others here, like in the US, for the statistics we were talking about, where 
something like 50% of Democrats believe that if you catch COVID, I think it was 51% or, or something in that. It was over 51%. It was over 50%. That believed 50% of people that go, that get COVID go to the, go into the hospital. Uh, so, I mean, well, they believe that majority of people that get COVID go to the hospital. If you believe that, then yeah, of course you're going to go out and get a vaccine. I, I guess the, the reason, or I guess the larger point I'm trying to make here is, is that people seem to think that it's one way or the other. It's it's always down to the to the other way. The agenda that's being pushed mainstream is to pit one person or one group against another. They need the struggle. This is cultural Marxism, but they're just doing it another way. They need the struggle. If you don't have the struggle of one group against another or one idea against another, the struggle doesn't work. Marxism doesn't work. You have to have the struggle. So they have to promote the struggle to the person. In this case, it's about vaccinations, mask wearing, all the rest of it. That's the struggle. If they don't have that, see, I, I can understand. I, I understand this. I understand the dialectic of Marxism. The person that's out there doesn't know that they're being hit 24-7 with war propaganda. That's what it is. I said it all last week. These people are at war. This is war propaganda you're being hit with. I, I can see right through these people. It's not that difficult, but you have to understand what you're looking at. But as Bruce said, we're sitting here looking at the actual research. These people in the media, they beat you over the head all day about research-based, science-based, evidence-based, data-based, blah, blah, blah. They don't do any of that. They haven't followed any of this. I found out today, I can't even go to a home improvement store where I'm at because I have to make an appointment online. Where is the evidence that says that home improvement stores are places of mass transmission? Where is that? That was one of the places that you were allowed to go here in the States without uh, during the lockdown is home improvement stores and the grocery store. Last week I could go there. It was just fine. It was just fine. Now all of a sudden I can't go there. It's ridiculous. I, I, I was going to go buy a plant today. I just wanted to buy a plant and some potting soil. I wanted to plant something. Nope, you can't go there. Where's your evidence? I, I can sit here. Bruce and I can sit here and, and anybody else we have here. We can sit here and we can back up what we're saying. Can you in the media, in government? In the health department, I don't give a damn. Any of these people, can you sit there and you can say that you can back up the claims that you're pushing on to an unsuspecting populace? You can't. You can't. And you know you can't. Summertime's coming. You want to go to on you want to go on a holiday? Okay. Yeah. The, so anyway, the, I'm sorry. The, I didn't mean to go on that long rant, but that's the mainstream media. Okay. The, these people, they're disgusting. They're disgusting. They're dying, and they know it. They're dying. Look at their ratings. They're terrible. They're terrible. They're hated. The only people that I see following the mainstream media are the ones you see out there walking alone with a mask on. The ones that are driving in their cars with a mask on. Those are the people that watch the mainstream media. There's nothing you can do about that. As much as I hate to say it, you can't reach those people. They're gone. They're, they're too far gone. So the UK, if you're a UK citizen, and by the way, the, the European Union opened up the block today to anybody who wants to travel here. However, you've got to be vaccinated. You have to have the card or show the, the vaccine passport. Yeah. So as long as you have that, then you're fine. Now, tell me this isn't coming right out of Beijing and I'll explain why here in just a minute. Papers, please. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome back, you fools. You've come full circle, you idiots. The UK will release a digital vaccine passport in a green list of travelers of travel destinations next month. OK, so, yeah, you thought you were going to get out of it in June. No, nope, no, nope, you're going to get all this stuff to go with it. There's going to be the introduction of the UK's green list, and it will follow a series of U.S. State Department travel advisories, which we know what they've done. The U.S. State Department, if they're going to partner with the U.S. State Department, then you're not going to be able to travel anywhere. Let me explain why. I got an email from the U.S. State Department last week because obviously I'm living overseas. And they said, do not travel to Germany due to COVID-19 and terrorism. Germany was listed as a level four. To give you an idea what a level four is, level four is Afghanistan. They've listed Germany, Germany, on the same level as Afghanistan. Do you hear how stupid this is? 80% of the countries in the world are on level four, meaning you can't go there. 80% of the countries in the world. That's where the UK goes. Now, remember what I said last year? They're looking to end travel. They want to end travel. They want to make it to where you can only visit certain things. And I'm not talking about going on a holiday. I'm talking about just going to a, like a nature reserve or, or a park or something. They want to make it to where that is only something you do two or three times in your life. That's how serious this is. You're, you're really not grasping the gravity of the situation here. 
to the average person I'm speaking to. But while the U.S. advisory carries no restrictions, at least not yet, they haven't figured out how to do that yet, the U.K.'s green list will feature all the countries where U.K. citizens can travel without being required to quarantine upon their return, though they will still need to be tested for COVID-19 upon their return. So you're still going to have to get tested and everything when, when you when you come back, even though you're, you've are you gone through all this. And then when you get there, you're going to have to mask and, and social distance and probably schedule everything ahead of time to book online to make sure that you can actually get there. And after that, when you get back, then you, you have to go through a COVID test again, which has not been standardized. So, I mean, they can say whatever they want with this. You know, I saw an ad today. I was in a store today. I saw an ad today. You can buy the COVID test here. They got little QR codes up now all around town where you can scan them. To, to get a to get a test. And you know something? Every single one of these tests, this is interesting. Every single one of these tests, this shows the fallacy of these tests. Every single one of these COVID tests, these PCR tests that they're offering, they're all made by a different company. Every single one. There's no standardization of any of it. I think that's how they're going to do the restrictions, though, is require you to basically make 80% of the, the, the rest of the world untravelable or, or just put in place restrictions to say, well, if you travel to this country, you're going to have to quarantine for 10 days when you get there. And then when you return, you have to quarantine for 10 days. That pretty much rules out the common people because you, if you, if you have a job, you can't get off work for a month just to go on vacation. Uh, so, well, that's just a month of quarantining. That's not including the, the actual time that you would have there on vacation, which you wouldn't be able to have at all. So it would basically rule out anyone. Uh, then it would encourage people to get the vaccine, but then you're not able to travel to those locations anyway because you still have to go under those same stipulations even with the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So I, I, unless they, they change it and, and say, well, if you're vaccinated, you can go to those places, which they're kind of starting to do, like Hawaii's doing that, for example, here in the States. I, I could see this being the trend going forward and, and not necessarily restricting you in the sense of barring you from going to those places, just reducing the availability. British Transport Secretary Grant Shops, Shaps, Shops, whatever the hell his name is, uh, he was on a TV interview on Thursday, uh, and he says that he's going to be able to roll out these details in a couple of weeks. He says, in the next couple of weeks, I'll be able to tell you which countries will have made it onto the traffic light system. Yeah, red, yellow, green. Where's that from? Where's where's that come from? Oh, right out of Beijing. That's where it comes from. They're doing the same thing with their COVID passports and their Social credit system, green, yellow, red. Do what you're told, conform. Now he says that you will still need to take, listen to this, you'll still need to take a pre-departure COVID test and one test on your return. So you still have to go through all that. So now not only do you have to get violated at the airport by security screenings, now you have to go through health screenings too. You paying attention yet? He says, I think people are getting very used to testing now. Yeah, it's normalization. Got to go through that period of normalization. Destabilization, normalization. Yeah, it's the path to Marxism. Not least because we provide testing up to twice a week for everyone in the country right now. More testing means more cases. If they stop testing right now, I asked GP the other day, I said, if they stop testing right now, if they, sh- if they shut it all down, if they shut down COVID testing worldwide, what would happen? And the answer I got was simple for those that, that didn't listen to that episode. The answer I got was simple. Well, you wouldn't have COVID. Well, you, I mean, it, it's pretty logical. You don't have to be a doctor to realize that when you just have to have a little bit of common sense. Exactly. When you stop testing, obviously it is going to disappear. Mm-hmm. The, we'll the, go back to calling about, it well, the cold and flu and sinus infections. Yeah. Now, he goes on to say that um, he doesn't think that test taking a test is a big deal. Uh, it, it's not a big deal. Of course, he doesn't have to do it, I'm sure. He also confirmed that the NHS app will be allowed to use UK citizens to demonstrate. Uh, so you're going to demonstrate. Demonstrate whether they've had a COVID jab or tested negative for the virus before traveling abroad. It will be the NHS app that is used for people when they book appointments with the NHS and so on to be able to show you've had a vaccine or that you've had testing. I'm working internationally with partners across the world to make sure that uh, to make sure that system can be internationally recognized. I thought you voted for Brexit, didn't you? You, vo- you voted to, to get out of the, the European Union, didn't you? I know we have a lot of UK listeners. You, you voted to, to leave the European Union because you didn't want to be a part of all that, right? I remember telling Marty and... A couple other friends of ours, we were all sitting in a conference call one day, and it was right after the uh, the Brexit vote. The first Brexit vote all those years ago was right after that. And I said, they're not going to let you leave. And I, I kind of got a, a laugh out of at least two of them. 
And they said, no, we, we voted to leave. And I said, you're not hearing me. You can't vote to get out of this. That's not how this works. If you want to get out of this, then this whole system has to collapse in on itself. All this has to go. All these people have to go. It's the same thing as leading up to World War II. All these organizations and, and international groups and, and everything, they tried to do all this, and it ended up turning into a good old boys club, and they cut everybody else out. They are doing the same thing now. It's a good old boys club with UN and the World Economic Forum and the banks and the big corporations and everybody else is cut out. And how did that work out? It didn't work then. It's not going to work now. And they're going to pay the damn price for it. And that's common legally, I might add. So anyway, all right, that's that's if you want to travel and you're a UK citizen. Well, I heard this today also. OK, let's say you don't want to travel. Let's say you want to just go swimming. Yeah, you want to you want to go take a nice dip in a pool somewhere. Well, there's a swimming pool now that is that are telling swimmers to exhale underwater and don't look at or talk to other people. You know, because if you look at somebody that could transmit covid, you, you don't want to look at anybody. You don't want to obviously. No, you can't talk to other people. You don't want to do that. A lengthy set of COVID-19 rules mandated by the operators of a swimming pool in London include asking swimmers to exhale underwater as well as to not look at or talk to others. And that's not a joke. The rules were posted on Twitter in response to a tweet by some rapper. He says third world countries are now more free than first world countries. Couldn't have said it better. Your siblings, when you, when you were younger, you remember the, the little squabbles you would have? Oh, they're looking at me. They're touching me. That puts a whole new definition to to that little squabble now because you just look at each other and you can transmit COVID. Listen to this. I've got the I've got the picture right here of the uh, the sign. Right. So and I'm going to need you on mic for this one, Bruce. You're going to love this COVID-19 information for swimming. OK, for swimming. When swimming, only active single file movement is allowed without long rest periods. So swim single in a single file. file. Yeah. You know, swim in the, the, swim, the channels and um, the lanes. OK. Yeah. yeah. OK. Right. Tell tell a bunch of kids in the summertime out enjoying the pool to swim single file while they're playing. Mm, that's going to work well. Yeah. that's and, and I'm sure the parents are really going to be able to keep that one under control. Mm -hmm. When you need to rest, look away from other swimmers and maintain social distancing. Um, just, just a side note in all of this, you, you guys know that coronavirus isn't aerosolized. It requires a medium to, to, to be transmitted. One of the mediums that it needs is water. Well, Bruce, that's not science based. We, we can't we can't base that in uh, in any kind of factual debate. So that that that's that's irrelevant. We, we can't do that. We're evidence based and fact based here and you're not perpetuating any of that. So we, we can't talk about that. <laughs> Sorry. It's just this this stuff is just so crazy. Overtake. Listen to this. Overtaking is not permitted unless it can be done whilst maintaining social distancing. <laughs> so you can't swim past another person now. Unless you can do it while you're social distancing, while you're swimming. This one is where it gets really good. When swimming, exhale underwater where you can. Didn't you just say that water is needed to... Yeah. Trans that's uh -huh. a transmission uh -huh. vector. Yeah. Yeah. I love this because the government's telling you how to swim now. The backstroke is not permitted. Wide strokes such as butterfly are allowed if social distancing can be maintained. Can't swim on your back while you're literally breathing up. You, you can't. You can breathe out across the water, but you can't breathe up. Somebody explain this 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 lunacy to me, please. Oh, it, it's very simple. Just follow the directions. Oh yeah, just follow the rules, right? Yeah, just yeah. just follow the rules, and everything will be just fine. Yeah, following the sure rules cool. is what got you here. Respect lane discipline and other swimmers. There may be mixed abilities. That's your inclusive line right there. That's your inclusiveness. Do they assume that people only go to like your Olympic style lap pool? Uh is is that it? That, that you just you're you're doing laps at the pool. I mean, like, when I when I, I swim personally, when I swim, that's that's how I swim when I do swim. Yeah, but, but I'm I'm there for a different reason. I'm there. To, I'm not there for leisure. I'm there for exercise. Right. Yeah, so uh, that makes sense. But most of the pools around here are for leisure. That they're not. Well, no, Bruce, you, it's not an. You can't. An you can't style. relax. No, you can't relax. No, you, under the Great Reset, you don't get to relax. True, and uh, you'd have to work all the time. Yeah. You got to meet the quota. Yeah, you do. And of course, you don't want to exhale too much because that'll go against your ESGs. Yeah. And well, ESG is not going to be just environmental. It's also going to be your social health because, you know, coronavirus, you, you could infect someone yeah. else. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, you know, God forbid you look at somebody. Mm -hmm. Now, you also need to make sure that you bring your own drinking water and hand sanitizer. What, 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 where else are you going to get your drinking water? You, uh, were you planning to... Were you, were you planning to drink from the pool? Like, I, I don't, again, like what this is, this is all 
focused on like large cities and and whatnot it doesn't take into consideration the smaller communities i guess irrelevant i forget my my apologies yeah there is no equipment to hire or borrow so you can't ask him for a an inner tube or a, or a pool noodle to float around on i i guess you can't can't do that so the government's gonna tell businesses how they should operate huh. i guess Who knew? i guess do not use equipment that has been marked out of use so if you want to go enjoy yourself at a swimming pool in london that's how you're gonna have to behave guess what I'm not swimming at your pool anymore. You talk about fascism. You you talk about fascism. All these people that are out there, these these Antifa nut jobs, you want to protest something. How about you protest all this? Just saying. I mean, I did think they were anti-fascist. I thought they were, but apparently they're not because apparently they can't see it. Now, CNN has said that government and businesses should leverage power to force Americans to take a COVID-19 shot. Mm, that- that's conspiratorial. Yeah, it, it's it's conspiratorial until until you have somebody on CNN who actually says it. But it's still a conspiracy. Like, clearly, no, nobody's intending to do that. I mean, you know, it's not like we've had billionaire corporations and organizations say that this should be done. But, you know. Well, CNN put out on their official Twitter account, does the U.S. need a better vaccine carrot and a bigger stick? Well, that's a good question. That, that's a really good question because... Dr. Liana Wynn, who is the uh, the woman who was the, uh, well, quite frankly, she's a Chinese Communist Party operative. Uh, she is a, she's an analyst for CNN, uh, and she was on a while back talking about, uh, it was the carrot and the stick. Was that right? What's, what's, the, what's the carrot going to be, I think it was, uh, for people to take the, uh, the, the vaccination? I, th- I think that's what it was. So here she is on CNN with Chris Cuomo back on April 5th, right? About a month ago. Let's take a listen to this clear to them that the vaccine is the ticket back to pre-pandemic life. And the window to do that is really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have, because otherwise people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway. Oh, you're going to go out and you're going to enjoy freedoms anyway. Oh, no, we, we can't have that. No, no, no. So you, you've got to have all these things first. Well, fast forward, right, because we're forgetful people. We are fast forward to now and let's hear what they're saying now. Uh, this is her on April 29th, just a few days ago. Right. Let's take a listen to this. To you about this yesterday about, you know, why not more uh, clear delineation uh, of what can change now for those who are already vaccinated. His answer was that, um, you know, community spread is still too high in the view of the CDC in some places. But he does believe that as we see that graph continue to come down, that there are going to be more relaxations coming soon. He mentioned in workplaces, he mentioned for travel. Uh, and I wonder how significant you think that is. I definitely think it matters. I think, though, that the approach that Dr. Fauci and President Biden have been taking is a societal approach. They're saying there is the light at the end of the tunnel for all of us together. And when we can reduce the level of infection in the community, increase vaccination rates, that's when at some point, hopefully soon, but at some point we can relax the restrictions. I don't know if that works for many Americans. For many people, it probably does work to say, yes, we're in this together. It's patriotic. We're doing this together. But I think a lot of people are thinking kind of selfishly, thinking what's in it for me. And they're not willing to wait until this elusive herd immunity. If we can tell those individuals who otherwise would not get vaccinated, if we say to them, the moment of freedom for you is when you get vaccinated, when you reach the two-week mark, these are people who otherwise might not be vaccinated. So let's give them that incentive. The elusive herd immunity. Do, do you know we would have already reached herd immunity if we didn't have all of these fools in the way? That would have been reached and we could have been past this. The, the only thing that would have changed was we would have shut down for a couple of weeks to see how bad it was. But that's where it should have stopped. Instead, it was, well, we just need another month. We just need another week. We just need another two weeks. Oh, okay. Well, now we got to do these masks now, but that's only for two weeks. And then that's only for a month. Now they're never coming off. But now you have a vaccine. 
and that's going to fix everything. But you still need to wear a mask. You still need to social distance. Oh, and you got to have these vaccine passports now. You see how this works? Successive approximation. They they let off of something just a little bit, just a little bit, but then they come back on it later and they clamp down even harder. We should tell Americans their moment of freedom will come when you get vaccinated. How does this woman not how how does this woman not get deported? How? How how is how is that possible? I would deport her as an enemy of the state. That's what I would do. I said that Donald Trump was a whole hell of a lot nicer than I would have been. That's just an example as to why. Because I would do what needed to be done. Now you say, okay, well, you wouldn't get any you wouldn't get any cooperation from the swamp. That's the problem, is the swamp. Nobody wants to drain this damn thing. Trump tried to a certain extent. Maybe he's still playing a game behind the scenes. I don't know. The fact is, is that no one wants to take this thing on. No politician has the guts to stand up to this. I saw a video, I sent it to Marty the other day, of the UK labor leader, Sir Keir Starmer, working a heavy bag with these red boxing gloves on that says, vote labor. That is some of the most limp-wristed, sorry excuse for a bag hit I have ever seen. I've seen children hit a bag harder than that. This is who we have as our as our choices to, to stand up against this scum, th- this trash in the media, these losers in, in, in public health departments and in these governments. This is who we have. People that that don't even have enough of a spine themselves. They call themselves outsiders. They call themselves outsiders. We're here to fight for you. We're, we're here to fight for you. We're, we're here to get off of the status quo. You son of a bitch, you are the status quo. You're another flavor of it. You're another side of that same coin that is the problem. You know, Bruce said it the other day, and this was my concern going back a year ago. I, I played the audio of it here. I'm not going to do it again, but I played the audio here. I said, if you don't stop... I was talking to the governments and, and hell, the local politicians, you local people that are supposed to stand for something. You're supposed to stand up for the people in your community. Forget your higher ups at the state and the federal level. The hell with those people. You're supposed to fight at the local level. You're supposed to stand up and say, I don't care what you say at the federal level. I'm elected here by the people of this community. We're going to open. That's what you're supposed to do. But you don't even do it. Instead, you cave to it. You give into it. How do you get people to stand up to this? And like I said, Bruce, you said it last week. You said you're going to have to start voting for these these crazy parties that you don't want to vote for. Maybe that's the answer. I, I I don't know. But I, as I said, I said it last year. I said if the the governments, if you don't stop what you're doing, these people don't give a damn. I don't even know why I was wasting my time. But if you don't stop what you're doing, you're going to cause the rise in these extremist parties and these extremist groups. Is that what you want? Is that what you yeah. want? Is that why they're calling? Is that why they're calling 80% of the country, uh, 80% of the countries in the world off limits? They're calling them, they're, they're saying that there's terrorism in these countries because you're going to cause that backlash? That's what you want? That's not going to go well for you because I will tell you something right now, right now, as much as I don't want to admit it, right now, they seem to have a pretty good rule on power at the moment. Right now, as nearest I can tell, they've had very little, if any, resistance, almost none. It's like the the Nazis marching across France in two weeks. They've had almost no resistance. What, the, the protests? You think a couple of hundred thousand people out there in the streets, you think they give a damn about that? They want you gone. They don't care what your protest is about. Any form of opposition now, they see as being justified for trying to stop it. To your point, asking if that's what they want. Do they want the extremists to stand up? Do they? Yeah, they do. We, we were kind of talking about it off recording uh, before we started. The coming inflation. I mean, we're already starting to see inflation in certain areas, but we're, we're going to see a huge uptick in inflation because of the, the lockdowns and the, and the $19 trillion we spent last year and the, the next $6 trillion that's wanting to uh, be spent. And what we spend already like 2 or $4 trillion this year so far or something like that. So we're, we're devaluing our currency. When there is inflation, uh, you you're going to see unrest next year uh, when that when this all happens because it, the average person isn't going to be able to afford food at that point. One of the the things that the Biden administration has to do, though, which they're pushing towards and they're talking about with executive orders, is gun confiscations. You have to do it before this stuff hits next year. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you will see civil unrest. And I'm not saying I'm not calling for it. I'm 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 saying that with these inflation numbers that we're seeing 
and the the lockdowns and everything, Americans are slow to be to to be roused, to be woken up, to be to stand up. I mean, look at World War II, for example. I'll use that as an example. Uh, people back then were more ballsy than we are today, and yet it took bombing of Pearl uh, Pearl Harbor before we actually stood up and did anything during the war. I mean, we were we were kind of, you know, weapons shipments and, you know, aid and that sort of thing. But that wasn't us being directly involved. That wasn't us losing, you know, life and limb. It took a, an extreme act. Something like a huge amount of inflation and not being able to afford food would be a big enough catalyst, I think, to get even the most woke among us to realize what's going on and stand up. According to Bloomberg, and when it comes to their analytics and stuff on inflation numbers, they're usually and believe me, I'm not I'm, I'm not a fan really of uh, uh, of Michael Bloomberg, the founder of the network by any stretch of the imagination. But when it comes to their reporting on financial stuff, they're usually pretty, pretty spot on. Uh, and especially their analytics about inflation numbers, they're usually pretty spot on. I don't know if that's because they're accurate or if that's because they're telegraphing. Yeah, it's one of the two. But nonetheless, the numbers that they that they put out are usually right on the money. No, no pun intended. Uh, but in this case, the numbers that they're talking about for inflation next year in the ag sector, right, in the agricultural sector, in the food production, we're looking at a 76% increase 12 months from now is what they're calling for. Why? Because those prices have already gone up in the system today. You won't see them in the supply chain until next year. The supply chain takes a very long time. If you're trying to break the global supply chain like these freaks are trying to do, it's going to take a while. You don't just knock that out overnight. I mean, you could, but you're going to have an all-out revolt on your hands if you do that. So they need to bring it into a sense of a controlled collapse so they can consolidate and buy everything up for pennies on the dollar, vertically integrate and control everything with it. If it all comes undone, they have no control and they won't be able to buy everything up and vertically integrate because they will go down with the system, as I said earlier. What they're also trying to avoid here, and again, this is what the lockdowns are about. It's about shutting you off and channeling the money through their people. They can control the money supply. It's not out in the open marketplace and the inflation doesn't get out of control. That's what they're doing. So you've got a, a stream of money going around the world that they are controlling, going through their essential corporations, their essential businesses, their stakeholders, and no one else. You're shut down. You're non-essential. Why do you think they're going after the stock exchanges and are making it more difficult for you, the the individual, the the you know the commoner? Uh, why why do you think they're blocking you from getting involved with like, for example, GameStop when that happened? You you had the the major hedge funds blocking you from being able to trade in that in that. Or how about the elites and governments coming out and saying, well, cryptocurrency is so dangerous and and it's only you know it's a disgusting system. Only only criminals use it and and terrorists. And why do you think they're coming after those things? Because they don't control them. Because it gives you the individual power. What they're trying to avoid in all of this is something called the Cobra effect. Uh, and I actually, I've had people in finance explain this to me. I've had stockbrokers and financial advisors explain this to me when it comes to uh, inflation. Same thing when you look at something like what happened during Weimar Republic in Germany, when you had the hyperinflation. It's a good example of the 20th century on how this stuff goes. So essentially, and I'm, I'm going to kind of show Bruce here how this works visually. Unfortunately, the rest of you can't see it. But basically, you hold your arm out in a horizontal position. So you hold your arm straight out. And then as things start to go up, so you'll see like the uh, the percentage of inflation that they want to put into the marketplace. For example, we're looking at 76% inflation. Well, if they have no check on what's going on, if they don't have lockdowns and the economy is 100% open in all areas, just like it was before, then that, that move is going to go vertical. So you start moving your arm almost in a vertical position, and then you start to curve the top of that where your fingers would be. So you end up with like this cobra. So it curves up and then starts to flatten off. Flattening off is where you're stuck in a period of stagflation, but you're still in a way you're going up just a little bit because the market's trying to stabilize and reset, but they can't control it at that point. If that goes vertical, if that inflation rate goes vertical, they're going to have the cobra effect. They're going to lose control and the whole thing's going to collapse. So they're trying to ride this this paper tiger, if you will, all the way down. And I, I don't know. This is a very dangerous game to play 
a very dangerous game to play. And it's never been done before. So in the meantime, while we're doing this, they're spending money in D.C. like drunken sailors. I mean, they are spending. We're looking at 13 trillion right now. I think you were lowballing the numbers just a little bit. We're looking at 13 trillion. Why is it? Why is it that they're putting forth bills now? Biden's got another one point uh, was like one point eight tr- uh, trillion teed up, ready to go for something. I, I'm not sure what it is. I think it's just I think it's pocket money, walking around money. I'm not sure. I think it's more quote unquote stimulus, COVID stimulus uh-huh. or relief yeah, or whatever okay. they're calling it. Yeah, sure. All right, but yeah, that's uh, that that's where we are. That's where we are. These are the things that they're trying to avoid. You're not going to get a conversation like this on, on television. You know, I, I hate to I hate to break it to you. Th- again, this is why we started doing this. Because I'm not hearing this conversation. I'm hearing it a few places in the alternative media. A few places. Some people are talking about it. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But the reason we sat down and we decided years ago that we were going to start bringing up these issues is because we're not hearing them anywhere else. We told you a year ago, and I'm not bragging, we told you a year ago what was going on with Fauci and those labs. But it was a conspiracy theory. Now, you've got the Washington Post out there talking about Fauci and those labs. That, to me... Just in my opinion, because when I when I joke about the Washington Post, I say the Washington Post, right? Because this this woman that's on CNN talking about the vaccine carrot in the stick, she's also a Washington Post columnist writer. Now, when you have the Washington Post, you have a columnist writer for the Washington Post going on Joe Rogan's podcast, the largest podcast in the world, talking about all of these people that are involved with not only the genesis of this COVID, but also the solution to it. That's a big deal. In my opinion, he hasn't said anything in that interview that we didn't already know. There was nothing bombshell. There was nothing breaking when he when he said that's breaking news right there to your audience. We were talking about that a year ago. Jack, where were you? I'll give him credit for coming out. I'll give the the, the I'll give the paper credit. My guess would be he's probably not going to be there much longer now that he said that they're probably going to throw him out. Maybe. But it could also mean this. This is where I said yesterday, maybe they're going to offer up Fauci. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a thought. I would like to see that happen, but Fauci can't go down alone if he does. I'm just speaking hypothetically here. If he does, he can't go down alone. I don't think it's legit justice, though. If they offer him up, it's not it's no. not for justice. It's not for the sake of recovering and, and getting back to, you know, like draining the swamp, for example, and no, getting that's back not to enough. a, a no. normalcy. That, no, that's not that's what not it enough. is. It's it's only a show. It's only to keep the populace from going nuts. If they go after anyone at this point, in my opinion, it's it's all going to be for show. It, yeah. The amount of our, our bureaucracy that is corrupt. I mean, we, we were talking about it off recording about the FBI and some of the stuff they're coming out and saying. And the CIA. I mean. <laughs> Had to throw that one in there, didn't you? Well, they're woke now. You saw the video today. Or you heard about the video today. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what I'm getting at is we're, we're seeing our, our military, our justice system on you know both foreign and domestic and then we have uh our our entire judicial branch okay uh, would you believe we're out of time already I, I guess i shouldn't have ranted so long you get me onto these these hypocrites and these losers in the mainstream media and i and i will go for hours i, I will go for hours about how much of an absolute fraud these people are so i will call them out and i will continue to call them out for as long as i have the privilege of sitting here behind this microphone for this platform that we've created. For those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram channel, get over there, get signed up to us. You'll get access to all of our podcasts we put out every day, and you'll also get access to our exclusive podcast we put out only to our Telegram subscribers once a week. So get over there and get signed up to us. We also have a news feed over there you can get access to, and we also have a comment section uh, that you can drop a comment on after everything we post. So yeah, uh, get signed up to us over there. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcast. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, that would be fantastic as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for today. So thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening. We will see you tomorrow.